0: I am Sandy Powell, and welcome back to The Roundtable. I am grateful that you have allowed me to enter your home. In whatever way that is, I am so thankful and grateful for it. But I wanted to also say that I'm so looking forward to 2023, uh, the rest of 2023, because there is an amazing movement happening in 2023, Um, I don't know if you all are uh, aware of it or feeling it, but there is a movement of hearing the voice of God in the earth. Um, The one thing I know and have experienced from God is that he is never silent forever. He's never silent forever. Like there are periods and times where, you know, you may not hear or we biblically can uh, read where there were times where God was silent for a moment. But how many know that that God is never silent for forever? Eventually, uh, he will speak And there will be those who will hear his voice and that will answer the call and that will speak what he's saying. And it most of the time it goes against what is actually being said in the earth at the moment. That it's always God's voice is the breaking. It's the breaking of the enemy's voice or the enemy's purpose or the enemy's plan or the enemy's movement. He sends his word. To separate, divide. I I know people don't believe that, but yeah, God's word will separate and divide. It will. It, it said that even for us as believers, that um, that it would cause a separation. You know, God God knew His Son uh, in the earth would cause a divide. He even said between. Uh, 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 mother and daughter, you know, f- father and son, you know, of course, friendships are definitely in there. There will be a divide um, because there will be some who will not yield to the voice of the Father or yield to the Spirit of the Lord and what He is speaking. And so, therefore, it will cause us to separate because there will be those who will hear and obey And then then there'll be uh, uh, another who will not. And so uh, 2023, listen for the voice of God, uh, because this is um, definitely a sound that's coming in the earth that is already in the earth. A sound of God's voice, an unmoving sound, an unwavering sound, an um a tainted sound from god that will be music to the ears of the righteous and noise painful noise to the ears of others and so 2023 um i am i am super excited about it uh because whenever god speaks you have to know that miraculous things happen Supernatural things happen And he never speaks for naught it's, it's purpose behind it it's, There is uh, a fruit that comes from it He never spoke anything that it didn't manifest Come on, y'all yeah, know it's true He speaks and things get to moving Gets to happening And so I'm excited about 2023 Um I know that uh, uh, around us, you know, we're looking at the economy. We're looking at things like that. Uh, we're, we're paying attention to the rise and the fall of political parties and, and, and a lot of things that are going on to try to keep our eyes and mind off of what we should uh, be paying attention to. But uh, the voice of God is going to be spoken and it's going to be heard and it's calling the children of God to himself he's calling the children of God to himself um you know how how uh parents have been away from the home or have not uh said anything and and children just kind of get out of line get out of pocket and so the parents just silence they meant They thought the parents' silence was uh, approval, or they thought the parents uh, uh, not necessarily intervening at that moment meant that they had the the okay to go. And uh, 2023 is that time where uh, the silence ends, Um, it's going to be clarified and documented uh, God's voice and, and his, his, um, because we put a lot to his account. We say a lot that this is the, this is God. This is the father. This is what God said. This is what God spoke. This is what we we put a lot to his account. And unfortunately, a lot of it is just us, what we want, what we desire, you know, we go on our feelings, this is what I feel. But you know, and those who of, of us who are hear God's voice in uh in a special way I'm talking, we know it, it most of the time it's never nothing to do with our feelings. It really does nothing. There's things that, that you say that you don't want to say. There's things that you have to uh speak that you wish you can just be silent about. And so it's not about feelings. And so when I hear people say, I feel, you know, that this is what, you know, just not going to find a lot of scripture mm, on the feelings when God is moving and when he's uh, establishing things. Um, Because if that was the case, he could have felt something in the Garden of Eden and and, then done something differently. My husband taught a class uh, not that long ago uh, that just kind of, Stuck with me about the Garden of Eden and about how uh, the ushering of Adam and Eve out of the garden, so that they wouldn't be left by eating of the tree of life in a fallen state. See, you know, I've 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 read those scriptures. I've uh, taught those scriptures. And it was just so illuminated. Now, if you got it way back then, bless you. But I, it woke me up to not be stuck in a fallen state of sin, and um, ushering them out of the Garden of Eden was our way out. We always, you know, felt like, you know, oh, you know, just why couldn't they? Well, because to to receive of the tree of life in the state in which they had become which was a state of, of fallen disobedience to, there is no way out of that that's for forever state in that in that place that's a foreverness in that place of a fallen uh position and I'm so thankful that he set they behinds out of the garden <laughs> <laughs> so that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ can come and redeem us to himself so that we could be reconciled back to our Father in a state of holiness and righteousness through his Son, Jesus Christ. So I don't know about you, but that if you got that a long time ago, well, praise be God, uh, and, and that, just that little piece about them being ushered out just illuminated to me and became a visual in my sight and for that reason, you know, I I used to be just, you know, about them being out the Garden of Eden, but that did it for me. Yeah, get them on out of there! Don't let them stay, because now we do have the opportunity to eternal life through His Son Jesus Christ, and uh, and what He did for us on the cross. So I am thankful for that. But that was a little a uh, little sidebar thing. But my my topic is in the same vein. About the righteousness of God and God's voice in the earth, he, He's calling His children. He's calling to those for a righteous standard. You know, He's calling to us to to uphold a righteous standard and to stop making way or making room or giving place to to raggediness, to the flesh. You know, to ourselves, to what we like of or won't on our desires. And I know I heard your scripture. You said, God said he'll give us the desires of our heart. But he also know we also must know that the desires must also line up and match the desires that God has for us as well. And there is no unrighteousness desires in the heart of God. And so, therefore, anything that's not like God in our heart that we desire uh, we have to know that that's not going to be uh granted to you. And so uh, for all of the things that we use to just hold on to um the unrighteousness of this world or things that's in our lives that God wants so much to deliver us from cuz some things in our lives we feel like this is just a part of who we are and so um you know just just you know you, you when you take me you take the good and the bad and not so there there are the, anything that's not like God in us God says we can be delivered you know just imagine the almighty God he can't he can't deliver me from sin things that i have uh made a part of me no you you're not talking about the God of heaven you must be talking about these little gods that we have very limited power and they have very limited power. And yeah, and yeah, you're right. You 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 Chuck stuck, but the God of Heaven is able to deliver us out of all things. He's able to deliver us out of what all things. So there is no need to to be bound to the things of of this world. To the to the uh, be bound to the flesh. Things that we need to be delivered from. Um, so I, I wanted to jump in this and say, this is a time for us to look in the mirror, look in the mirror and examine ourselves. But when we do it by all means, put it right up next to the righteousness of God, how we measuring up, you know, God is calling us. Come out from among them. I think that was in a show I did previously. Come out from among them. It was a two-part series. Yeah. It's time for us to take a righteous stand. How else will the world know that there is a a righteous and a holy God uh, unless we hearken to the voice of God and then take this stand? And I made a note. Examine yourself. Check yourself out. See whether or not you be in the faith. And so, and, and I'm going to answer to this thing because I know that we, 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 um, we say grace is our, our measure. And, oh, thank God. Thank God for his grace because it's the, it was the only opportunity. I'm going to tell you, grace is the only opportunity to salvation. Grace is the only path to salvation. That's why you, you can't come through all of these other avenues. Jesus is the only way to eternal life. Any other way, God calls him a thief, and a rob. You, 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 you're trying to slip in the back, though? No, you can't do that. Jesus, no no other name in which man can be saved but by the name of Jesus. So grace is our Is our portion if we accept it. Grace is how we enter in. The good thing about this is that with the grace, we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And with that gifting, see, this is where the manifestation, say manifestation, (laughs) the manifestation of God in the earth, the manifestation of his perfection, The manifestation of his holiness is done through us. And so I know you said, no, that's not possible. It is. Scripture says it is. We can be a righteous people here on the earth. No, righteousness doesn't mean I perfect here like there's no wrong ever that I've done. But what it is is the mindset. Of a man As to whether or not he is a righteous man The mind that looks for The mind that looks for The way to sin Or the way to justify sin Is not a righteous person Not a righteous mind A righteous man hates sin Like God hates sin He has the mind of Christ And although he is uh, uh, Let's say uh, merciful to someone who may be in a fallen state. Never one time is he embracing, like the woman that was caught in the act of adultery, and then they left the man back there hiding in the in the woods or whatever. Uh, the woman that was caught, see, he never once embraced her sin. He just simply gave her the opportunity to stand up and walk upright, like because he gave her instructions. He said, now, all of your accusers, where are they? Everybody had scattered. But his final words to her was, well, go and sin no more. So he gave her an opportunity to stand up. See, that's that's the part that we got to get perfected as well. You know, we're not embracing sin. We have to give people a chance to stand up, but when we do, this, the instructions is this. Okay, you stand up now, now go and sin no more. You know, when we come to a, an understanding of who we are in Christ, that's the whole part. We have to understand who we are in Christ. The moment we get who we are in Christ, that's not our practice. We don't get up looking for Scripture to be out of order. We don't get up looking for opportunity to fall along the wayside. We don't get up and give our flesh excuse and say, I'm just human. We don't get up and give ourselves the excuse by saying, you know, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all have, but then we have have sin All have Have H-A-V-E That means that it happened one time It happened before And we have sinned and come And fallen short of the glory of God But then I'm going to give you some scripture today That tells us what our practice ought to be Once we come to Christ Oh yeah Because there's and, and if we hate to hear this If this is the word that we hate to hear I would say get back before the Father And have your mind renewed If you are angry or bothered by the fact that you don't get to practice sin, I'm going to say check your relationship with Christ because in him, there is no sin in Christ. There is no sin and the love of it does not exist in Christ. So just for that, let's let's go to scripture so we can talk about it a little bit. And, uh, uh magnify not not sandy magnify the lord let's give this uh uh just some 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 key notes here um so that we can rightly divide the word but go to 1 John that's a good that's a good chapter there 1 John and uh go to the third chapter I'm going. I got two versions here because I've got my uh, my amplified version, excuse me, and I've got the King James version, which I love them both. You know me. I just like look get an understanding. Tell your 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 folk around you who just only love the King James version that that, that there was a version before that too so why they stuck chuck stuck on king james version just make sure that whatever version you're reading is uh staying within the content of the scripture um and so I'm not chuck stuck on uh on the king james version I have many versions that I like but I do make sure that it whatever version it is that it stays within the content of the scripture um of uh of the latest version that we had which was the king james version but just Hebrew and Greek it, it was in that verse. So let's let's just not battle on it. Let's just uh get an understanding. But then in the 3rd chapter of of uh 1 John. Um and this like I remember our topic today is uh examining ourselves, you know, just checking out whether or not we're taking um for granted the grace that God has given us, the grace that God has extended to us. And uh, not allowing people to uh, stone us in our act, you know, not allowing people to condemn us. It's a big difference. You know, we get it confused sometimes between condemning and judging, you know, because you can judge a matter and still give mercy. See, I know you didn't understand that before, but you can You can judge a matter because, see, Jesus judged the matter. He just didn't condemn her. Because when he told him, whichever one of y'all don't have sin, cast the first stone. See, he judged the matter. That was a judgment. He made a judgment call. What he didn't do is he didn't condemn her. He didn't condemn them either. He just judged the matter that all of y'all in the same pot. Her and her adultery, you and your lying, you and your uh, tax collection, which is an uneven scale. You and your backbiting, you and your gossiping, you and there running your brother down. You see, you and your uh, 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 you're not uh, d- committing adultery, but you c- you in fornication. You you know whatever yours whatever the judgment he he made the call, and at the end of it he didn't condemn her nor them. So that, that's another little point for all the the for folk who feel like there's no judgment to be made. It, yeah, there's a judgment. We just you know it's a difference between judging and condemning. They see no one's condemning those who practice sin. Only God does that. Only God can do that. And only God will, (laughs) just for the record. He will. But at the end of the day, a judgment can be made. Okay, well, you know, this is not a good place for you to be. This is not, this is going to lead you to a place you don't want to be. You might want to come up out of this. No, it doesn't change the fact that, yeah, I pray to God that had to forgive me, but it doesn't mean that i'm 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 condemning you like I'm not condemning myself i'm I'm just saying this is what God don't like and un- unfortunately for mankind uh I know we we like to throw a rock at the at the at the preachers and the pastors and and the teachers and say that we don't have a right to say who is doing what, when, and why, Um, but you won't find scriptures to support that, that the men and women of God that he has called for the perfecting of the saints. Perfecting of the saints, yeah, he did. He called the, the, the fivefold to bring about edifying and perfecting of the saints so that we don't find ourselves doing these ungodly practices. These are the things that are supposed to grow us up so that we are practicing less sin and practicing more righteous living. So that in itself is a whole teaching by itself. But this is here, um, this isn't about examining. I wanted us to look at this, uh, how, we, how we view ourselves. The first thing I want you to do when you're viewing yourself is uh, don't make excuses for your flesh. Hate it like God hates it. Hate it like God hates it because that's the thing that put his only begotten Son on the cross. It's the thing that he's not going to let enter into the kingdom of God. He's not. Mm-mm. Our flesh ain't going. Mm-mm. Our, our, our mortality is no, not going to enter in. He has no use for it. It's weak and it's uh, honorary, it won't obey. He won't obey In and of itself It won't obey We have to With the mind of Christ Make Our flesh obey And it's 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 a It's a wrestle According to How uh, Paul Described it It's a wrestling match Going on Why? Because it don't want to It won't when it won't When it won't it Only Through the mind of Christ Are we able to Bring it under subjection But in and of itself it will always go for sin. It will always go for self-pleasure, self-satisfaction. It will always reach for it. Now, because we're wrapped in it, doesn't mean I'm subject to it. See, this is the part. This is the part that we got to get in our minds. This is the part we got to remember that we have the in uh, inward spirit of the Holy Ghost with the renewing of our mind in Christ brings us to the place where we don't have to be subject to what the flesh wants to do. We can call it under order. We can say, nope, not today. Renewing of the mind. In other words, the moment I, I try to justify the flesh, the moment I tell the flesh, oh, it's, it's it, you know, it has rights, our flesh should have no rights. And the moment we give it rights, it will rule us. We'll, we'll be subject to the flesh. The very thing that God's not going to allow to enter into the kingdom. And if you follow it, it will lead you to the path of destruction, which is ultimately death. So by us embracing uh, the word of God, embracing uh, what God desires of us, by us doing this, this is how we crucify every day. The moment that we, we give the pass to not just our flesh but to the flesh of others, that's, you know, I'm, I, that's another sidebar subject. I mean, you're not going to be popular by no means, no stretch of the imagination. Will we be popular for holding a righteous standard? But at the end of the day, if we don't cry loud, spare a lot, 2023, come on, here we are. We have to call an ace an ace, a spade a spade, We have to call it like it is And when we're not doing that We're giving allowances To the flesh And everybody knows Because all of us are wrapped in it The flesh don't mean us no good It wants what it wants It wants the ungodly things It has no limit to the dark it can go to We know that by The things that are happening in the earth That the flesh Has no low No low it doesn't have a bottom. It's bottomless. You know, we've witnessed that in just not just in in, in on TV. Some of us we, we witnessed that up close and personal. Bottomlessness. Where there's no low that 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 you this flesh won't go to. Yeah. We can name off some things, but the moment I name it off and don't name something that we ourselves are experiencing or going through, then we'll, we'll feel like we good. Oh, I'm good because she ain't named my, okay. All right. You can, you can feel that if you want to, but at the end of the day, it won't justify you. So with that being said, let's go on in. It says here, uh, first John, and I really don't want to rush this. So if you got to see it in parts, that's fine. Cause I'm kind of going to air it in parts anyway. So, um, but I want us to get this because the main thing is that we have an understanding so that we can be uh, better at representing the kingdom of God. Ultimately, that's what we want to do. Our, after we give our lives to Christ, that is our purpose in the earth, is now reconciliation. And, not, and, that's, and that's calling those that are lost back to God by way of the gospel. But then after you receive of the gospel, then there's a responsibility on your life as a believer to now walk out what you believe. We don't get to say, yes, Jesus, I love you. And then we get to have multiple, uh, you know, affairs. Mm -mm. We don't get to walk out, uh, uh, accept Jesus Christ, and then we get to be, be a habitual liar. child molester, murderer, the gossip. You don't get to be the one that 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 keeps the goods on everybody and and, and every time you get in a corner with somebody, you get to uh, try to name out their sins and their fallings and their shortcomings. That's not what God called you to do, to be a discord uh, amongst the brethren. mm But when we find ourselves doing this, and, and we do, we 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 know we know some pre- uh, folk, and uh, lay members and preachers they can't they can't get in a corner quick enough to try to give up what's going on in somebody else's life. But we never it, it, if this is the rule I wish it, I wish would happen. <laughs> I wish would happen is before you can tell what's going on in somebody else's life that your mouth would automatically switch and tell your junk first. That would put an end. <laughs> I know y'all laughing. That'll put an end to gossip. That'll put an end to backbiting. And that would put an end to uh discord amongst the brethren. If before you could open your mouth, your junk fell out of your mouth first before you can tell somebody else's junk, that would be the end of it. We wouldn't have to worry about that one. That'll be one that can scratch off the books. <laughs> but in the in the but in the light of what I'm saying. It's, and being that's not exactly how it goes uh we got to be able to monitor our own selves. you know you know when you are gossip, you know when you when you backbite, you know when you try to discredit people and and and, and, and say all manner of slander about folk you know that you know when you're doing it we know when we're not practicing the uh uh, the golden rule, or we're not practicing uh, how to interact one with another, you know? Be it in offense or not in offense. Sometimes it's not an offense that that you still got your mouth on people. Sometimes you got your mouth on people because you're just a busybody. Still not, still not a representation of, of Christ. And just because they're not backbiting or being a busybody about you, the one who's listening and receiving this, trust and believe. You just hadn't heard about it yet, that's all. But they're doing you too. Oh, I know that I know that hurt that pain. But this is the end of the day where the voice of God is is now exposing. And you know what? I've been exposed to that. I've been privy to that. I've been a part of that. I've been a part of when somebody just brings me all day little junk about other people. And then the next thing you know, I'm on the dinner table and I'm being served up. So it's, it's, it's a matter of time. If you're not on the table being served up, look out. You're coming. You're going, it's going to be your time one day, too, from busybodies, I'm saying, from people who love to talk about other folk. They know the scoop on everybody. You can call them at midnight hour, and they got the lowdown on everybody. But at the end of the day, there is a place that God's going to deal with that as well. But the, the thing is, is for us to examine ourselves and make a turnaround. Stop this behavior, stop this, this type of mannerism that we have in the body of Christ It's not a great representation of the kingdom It says this, and I'll, I'll say this too uh, This is my my golden rule, or my rule in my head rather That I have uh, matured in Is whatever a person do to somebody else One day they will do to you if you stand close enough Now I learned that and in my maturity, uh, I try to practice a, a better example of that. Like I try to do good to all men. When I say men, to my mankind, come on back, all mankind. I try to do good to them because ultimately, what I do to one, I will do to another. If you a person that that uh, that loves to uh, talk about folk. to, to, let's say, to me, then it's only a matter of time before you're going to be talking about me to somebody else. And we recognize this in the people. We recognize this uh, this type of mentality, this type of uh, uh, interaction. Uh, But because it's not us that's on the dinner table, we allow it. But I'm telling you, when your back is turned, it's you on the table. You're just not invited to that dinner. This saves that. <laughs> uh, verse three of First uh, John says, "Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God." What what manner of love was that? It says, "Therefore, the world knoweth us not, because it knew Him not." That's the part when we're examining ourselves. This is the uh, the part that we got to remember is that the world's not going to be so easily accepting of us. Because it doesn't accept God that way, and and the reason why the world doesn't accept God is because His standard. You know that's why people reject God. And that's you know they they don't necessarily come out and well some do, come out and actually say I, I, I don't accept God is because of His standard. I heard somebody say one time, how come uh, y'all God only accepts the good things that's happening in the world, but He won't accept responsibility for the bad things? And I had to take and like look at them like. Like for real, you asking that question? Well, it's mainly because this: all good things come from God. All good things come from God. It is it is the defiled humans, it is the, uh, the it is the the uh, the wickedness of man that creates all this other stuff. It's 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 not uh, uh, um, that God came down and slew uh, Abel. Cain did that. God was creating a place for them to dwell and be at peace and, 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 and live a, a, a carefree life, just fellowshipping with him. Man decided to interject unrighteousness and evil. So we got on it. It's just like, you know, when you watch, you know, people tear each other apart or whatever. You know, I don't have a, that's your fight. You didn't have to be in that fight, but you're there. We don't understand that, that, that that we have to own the turmoil in this world. And so the good thing is, is that I know God is on top of it and that he has an answer and a solution for even the evil. And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful. Yeah. If I had my way, I might do things differently. But that's just my human mind. I don't see it in a whole picture the way God does. And so I I make judgment calls from a a partial view. But that was my answer to the person that that asked that question is, yeah, Yeah, it it wasn't his evil. It's it's ours. Anyway, back to verse 2. It says, Beloved, now we are the sons of God, and it doeth not yet and does not yet appear that we should be. But we know that when we shall appear we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is this is one of my key verses and every man that has this hope what hope of the, of being like Christ in the appearance every man who has this hope in him purifies himself even as he even as he is pure even as God is pure every man that has the hope of being what God has has us to be in His return. That's our thing. We make sure that we are doing what is right before the Lord. I mean, I guarantee you, right now, if I had the date and the time of God's return, and 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 those who be, that believe that there is a God and that His word is true about His return and that hell is their home, if they don't accept Christ. If I had the date and the time of that return, that those people who knew that God is real would line their lives up at the time of that return. There'll be nobody sinning. Mm-mm. Everybody would be right. The church doors probably couldn't hold it. Couldn't hold the numbers of people that would be in there trying to be in that right standing place. We, or if we were at home, we would just be thinking and praying and, and meditating on the Word of God, waiting on that return, on that click of that second and when he's going to come back for the church. So this is how we who have hope, see, the hope that, the, that, that in Christ's return that we will appear as He is, pure. We practice what we know to be true in his word. And this is what, this, is, this whole thing is today. This is what we got to start doing in the earth, but without knowing the day and the time, because no man knows that. No man knows the day and the hour when the son of God will, re, will return. So this is what we got to do. But verse 4 says, whoever, did, whoever, whosoever, I don't know why I can't read. I need to read them. Whosoever committeth sin transgresses also the law. For sin is the transgression of the law. Verse 5, and ye know that he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him is what? No sin. There's no sin in God. There's no sin in Christ. Whosoever abideth in him sinneth what? Not. Whosoever abideth in Christ sins not. And whosoever sinneth has not seen him, neither knoweth him. Mm. We're talking about the practice. I'm talking about the folk that flip the scriptures, trying to find the justification for what they're doing wrong. See, if, if I lied, I would say, you know, I lied. And God doesn't like that. And I repent of that. But if whatever you're doing... You're justifying what you're doing. You're now calling what God says is evil, good. And this, that's not the mind of Christ. That's not what a believer does. And that says a lot for where you are in Christ. In Christ, that's not your mind. In Christ, you don't come to that conclusion. You don't call, you don't say because you want to shake your butt in the club that this is where I ought to be, God ain't got no problem with this. Yeah, he do. Yeah, he do. He does. He does because most of the time, if I remember correctly, when I was in the club, it wasn't nothing good going up in there. I'll wait. Now we try to justify, oh, I just go and just chill. Okay, whatever you want. You can call it whatever you want to call it. But, you know, when he says, uh, you know, we shouldn't be, you know, hanging out with the world, you know, unless you're in there telling people, you know, don't get drunk. Are you in there doing that? You're in there telling people drunkenness is not of God? Is that what you're in there doing? Because outside of that, what's your purpose? Okay. I'm just going to. Okay. Verse 7. Little children. Let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. Verse 8, he that committeth sin is of what? The devil. For the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whosoever is born of God does not commit sin. That's verse 9. Now, if I'm reading this wrong, y'all just put it in the comments. So I'll come back and address it later. It says, "But whosoever is born of God doth, does th on the end of anything means continually. Th on the end of a word of a, of a of a of a primary word at the end of the it says th that means continually. Whosoever is born of God does not commit sin. You don't just habitually sin. You don't get up plan to sin. You don't get up and make it your purpose to sin. You don't try to justify the sin. You don't try to come up with a way that you can do this sin. You don't. Not when you're born of God. It says it just doesn't, it, it can't happen. For his seed remaineth in him, the seed of what? Seed of God, my Holy Ghost, It's in me. That seed is in me. His Holy Spirit dwells within me. His Holy Spirit speaks to me. His his Holy Spirit guides me and directs me. And he tells me what is right and what is wrong. And whenever I find myself justifying sin or wrongdoings or wrong feelings or wrong attitudes, whenever I'm not casting down the imaginations, whenever, I'm not, whenever I find myself devouring my brothers and sisters in Christ, whenever I find myself doing anything that's opposite of the word of God, I, this word here tells me where I am. This is my mirror. This is where we got to find ourselves repenting, And I don't care. You can have a whole slew of people who agree with you, and you can have a whole slew of people who will uh, stand by you and say, yeah, I understand you. No, okay. Them same people have to answer to a righteous God. Nobody's getting the pass. Nobody's getting the path. Everybody's got to answer for every idle word that comes out of my mouth. Some of us got plenty of idle words. We don't think no, nothing about what we, what we come out of our mouth. We don't, we don't hold it. We don't try to uh, uh, examine, is this good, is this something I should say? As long as we got a listening audience, we run running our mouth. But we're going to have to give an account for every idle word. And, and, and I know sometimes we think just because we're the preacher that we get to say what we want to say, the way we want to say it, when we want to say it, and absolutely you do not. Absolutely not. There, I didn't read in no scripture where anybody was getting the pass, and neither will, neither will preachers. Neither will the 5 That's why we ought to be slow to speak, slow to speak, before we open up our mouths and say something that we're going to have to give an account for. Yeah, all of that part. At the end of the day, there are standards. Say standards. There are standards in how we conduct ourselves here in the earth, the believer. When we have taken on the mind of Christ, and I'm with all the most seriousness that I can muster. When we have taken on the mind of Christ, the, we, we see differently. Our hearing change, even though people don't release you from your past, it's okay. When the change happens, it doesn't matter what people say. At the end of the day, when you hear God with the utmost clarity, you got to follow. You, you, you have to no longer embrace what was wrong, the bad. You know, my thing is, you know, I, I, I said, Lord, if I could just go back and just collect all the bad seed that I have over the years put out there and just make them go away. Just just go out there and just collect all those bad seeds before they become a harvest. I would. If I could just run into all the folk who I gave bad advice to. All the, all the folk that I, you know, uh. Put in their, in their head or their mind uh, something that was not godly? Mm. Because I have to answer one day. You know, I thank God for his grace. And in his grace, you know, it, 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 there, is, there is a mercy that I, I call upon all the time. I'm like, Lord, your, your mercy for my life. Your mercy for my deeds. Your mercy for my for my errors, for my intentionals. Yeah, that's what I call the saying that we, we go out and we we plan it. They are no longer that's not a, a a mistake. That's my intentionals. Yeah, intentionally when you drive to go and cuss somebody out, you would, that's intentional. You meant that. That wasn't like somebody ran over your foot or 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 slapped you in the face Sp- and spontaneously you, you know, respond incorrectly. You know, but when you go drive to it, intentional, meant that. Whole time whole ghost speaking to you, whole time whole ghost talking to you, mm not listening. Gonna do this. That's intentional. That's So I said, if I could go back and grab all my intentionals, all the intentionals. Uh seed that I put out there uh that that some have uh brought the harvest, and it's a bitter harvest mhm, and mine was bitter and guess what, and yours will be too absolutely. we have to take ownership, like grow up in Christ, come to a place where we you know we love what God love, hate what God hate. First place we ought to start, don't go across the street to miss or miss so-and-so. Start at your house. You know, some folk, they justify, they, uh, you know, I, I think my kids probably know I'm, I'm not, I'm the least of that. Uh, they they justify their children, but your children's just, hmm. no, start at home. Start with you first and then pan from there. Start with you first. Start with you and God, what you what do I need to do in me? And most of the time we know what it is. You know, we we heard God talk to us about something over and over again. Come on, we have how many times have we heard God talk to us about something? And just because we have people in our lives who justify us because they're not in a great place. And 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 let me say something about that. You know, people don't want to well, you know, uh, you know, just because somebody's not a, in a good place doesn't mean we could. No one, no one's, no one should shun anybody because of where they are in this, as far as being in a place. But when you don't want to accept sound doctrine, when you don't want to adhere to what God is saying about your situation, scriptorially, we have every right to shake the dust from our feet and keep it moving. Because what you reject, someone else down the road may accept. And so while we're spending this time trying to pour into someone who doesn't want to be poured into, who doesn't want to hear what you have to say, it's not personal. Can I say that for the pastors? Pastors, can I say that for y'all? Okay, it's not personal that we move on. Because what you reject, someone down the road is willing to possibly accept. And so it's like, you know, the cafeteria lady, you know, You know, this child, I don't want peas. Okay, well, keep it moving, child, because the next person behind you might want the peas. And so the person that didn't want the peas can't be mad because you say, move the line along because I got to serve up peas. But that's you know, that's sometimes that happens in in church world, you know. But the pastor doesn't have to, uh, uh, let's just say this, when it's time to move forward, God gives him the instruction to move forward. But you can't be mad because that happened. It's nothing personal. And by the way, they're not mad. Well, not all of them is. Some of them be mad. Okay, some of them be mad. But not all pastors are mad in the move on. Sometimes it's just time to serve another person. Somebody else, you, you, when you, we've put enough seed there now that when you come to yourself, you've got something to grab and to bring you up to a place. Even if it's not with that pastor, it, it might be with another pastor. But the examination has to start with us. At the end of the day, you have to say, well, I just don't, you know, because I was at that point one time in my life, you know, I, I just don't want to do right right now. I remember talking to my daughter one time, and uh, she was in a—she called her gray area. Uh, she was in her gray area, and she said—I uh, was ministering to her, and she said, Mom, I just don't want to live right right now, in so many words. That's what she said. Uh, right now, I, I, I just want to do what I'm doing. And I couldn't do nothing but respect that. Mm-hmm. And I left her alone for a season. Now, you mind you, there was a show enough whipping like like God allowed the enemy's hand to tear her a brand new one, but it was only for her good to bring her to a place of recognizing, oh, you need me, as far as like God, she needed God. You need me, and without my hand on you, yeah, the enemy will tear you a brand new one. So she came to herself. It wasn't a long time, you know she come to herself now we you know you we all have those moments where we in you know you until you learn to be steadfast and unmovable but in the meantime in your let's say back and forth you know there's others out there that we still have to minister to just be okay with that if you rejecting counsel or uh Ministering from your, from your pastor if, if, he, if, he, if he stopped calling you It's because you don't want that no more Remember? Okay Be okay At the end of the day We have to start with us Because I think that's another way Of us throwing off too as well About our unrighteous stance you know, it's the pastor, he didn't do this, he didn't do that The pastor didn't call me, the pastor didn't come after me The pastor didn't, uh, you know, he didn't call my name The pastor didn't, I don't think he, you know, pursued me enough You know, in, in my fall, or in my whatever We try to put it on somebody else But the fact of the matter is the scriptures here Is telling us exactly who's responsible for us Look in the mirror Check yourself Consider what you're doing Consider what you're embracing And who, you, and who you're embracing At the end of the day we, It's a mirror It's a checkpoint for us Even before we take communion I thank God for the uh, the communion Because it's really our outward show Of that our That we recognize what Christ did for us um, But even before we take communion In Corinthians it tells us To examine ourselves You know Before you take of the Lord's Supper, you know, to make sure your heart is, you know, that you, you know, in right standing to take communion. To the point that even if you're not in the right standing with taking communion, it says that's why some of y'all are sick. Because you're, you're practicing, in other words, you're mocking. You're mocking God and what his son did. You're mocking that. And so sometimes we don't understand why we're going through stuff. you are going through it because you're making a mockery of the righteousness of God. So sometimes it's just better to, to not do something than to do it to try to give everybody the appearance that you're good. It ain't worth it. I'd rather be a confessing, repenting believer denouncing everything that's trying to take control, take charge of me in my flesh Than to pretend to be upright and righteous. And on the inside, that ain't it. Hypocrisy. You know, and sometimes we're, uh, and and this goes into leadership too. Sometimes as leaders, you know, we feel like we can't fall. Mm. We feel like we can't fall. But we, we, we very well could have fallen. Basically based on the movement that we're making. The the how we're doing, how we're treating even God's people, you know. As pastors, sometimes we can get in our feelings and in our flesh about the people that we're serving. You know, if they don't do it or the way we want them done, the way we want them to do it, or they're they're making it difficult for you to serve them, or all of these things. Sometimes we get in our flesh, and our movement toward them is ungodly. You know, I I've, I've witnessed. This multiple times, not just you know, you know. Sometimes we think it's all. Ah, uh-uh, I've witnessed this in multiple arenas. The movement or the move toward a, uh, a parishioner, not good. From it's from the standpoint of a leader, because sometimes we move in our flesh, but we got to not like that. We can't just think that because we're the leader that we that we don't that we're exempt from doing it wrong and that we're exempt from repentance. Not so. So with all of that being said. My thing today, I want you to, to, to grab hold of this. Ooh, come on. Take the altar by the, uh, grab it. And recognize this, that we have a God to glorify. We have a God to glorify. We have a God to show the world that he is real. And unfortunately, fortunately, we are that Bible. We are that, that manifest. We are that, uh, that billboard to the world. But until we get up there and clean our corners, until we get up there and make sure that the wording is correct, until we get up there and make sure that it's line by line, precept by precept, standard upon standard, we're going to misrepresent the kingdom. In 2023, this is where it's it's going to be uh, a standard check. Are we misrepresenting the kingdom, especially those who are seasoned in the word, um, but yet we are uh, drawing those who may not be seasoned in the word to bad habits, bad behavior, bad structure, and just to... And just because they want to be with you so badly in in, in kingdom work that we 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 got them on some uh, some kick that everything come out of out of your mouth is 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 good when actuality you know it's not. We got to get off these bandwagons, leaders in this area. We got in in order to to uh, raise up up uh, uh, true sons of God. We got to direct them back to God. We got to make sure that their standards is not our standard. But that their standards are based upon the word of God You know, because some of our standards are raggedy You know, as long as it ain't publicized We think it's all right But it really is If it ain't righteous in the light or in the dark It's just unrighteous Fact of the matter is There is a standard that God has And all men in his name Must hold that standard So my advice to you today Is do what I'm doing You know, I I am not above this conversation that I'm having. Uh, Look, I have to check the block every day. I have to get in there and make sure that things I say, the things I think, that I'm casting down imaginations, that I'm not being a a partaker of another man's sin, that all of these things I have to to examine myself on a daily basis all day long. It's not a get-up-in-the-morning-one-time check. Mm -mm. No, sometimes it's all day, especially when folks, you know, Come at you or whatever. Sometimes you know your flesh want to rise up. Your flesh want to say, well, you know, I, I know how to handle this. And uh, and and if you make the wrong move, and if it catch you off guard, good enough. You might be done not say it or done something before you. you now you got to repent. But every day we got to make sure that we are doing it the way God say do it. We are, my my examination is before God. My examination is measured by the principles and the standard of God. And if we do that, we can't help but be the light to a dark world. And that's what God is calling us to do, to be a light to a dark world. And so my thing is I am on board. I hope you're on board. If you're not, that's the wonderful thing about God, repentance. Oh, my goodness. Thank God for repentance. We can do it and get up from right where we are and do it right. And it doesn't matter what people say, what they think they saw, what you doing yesterday or just five minutes ago. I got it now. And I hope you got it now, too. So that being said, keep studying your Bible. Keep praying to to your holy God. And keep allowing the Holy Spirit to lead and guide you and direct you. And until next week, when I see you all here at the round table, be blessed. Know that I love you. Childhood memories, great smiles, jumping off a swing. I was dodging from the anger, man. I'm ducking from a swing. Mama turning down the kettle, daddy's letting off of steam. Mama trying to.